0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake
2: Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin just asked me an interesting question in the break, Gordon, and I actually don't know. Do you still get uh, the trib on your uh, driveway every day? Yeah, I still get it. Uh, I, I still get the paper over the weekend. I like it that that's an option. Interesting yeah. the way uh, people evolve, the way they consume media. That's what Austin and I were talking about. That yeah. actually started with me asking Austin if he still watched the local news.
0: Yeah, my wife likes paging through the paper in the old fashioned way.
2: I told you that. I like that too. I, I just don't have time usually during the week. Well, at least in my pre corona life. Now it seems like we all have time to do stuff. But uh, I like sitting down on the weekend with my cup of coffee and my, uh, I usually put on a, a, a good record, whatever mood I'm in, and peruse through the paper. I enjoy that. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah. A little, nice little light. You know, sometimes if the weather's nice, you go out on the front porch living the dream but anyway it is interesting how how it is changing on how people consume their media no doubt about it uh all right it's time for your daily assist let's get right to it austin hit it
1: it's time for your nba fix this is the big show daily assist featuring all the latest news and insight on the association now joining the big show senior nba writer for the athletic sam amick on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
2: daily assist brought to you by lee's heating and air check them out online lee's dot out to the sprint special guest line we go sprint they make it safe and easy to get what you need online visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability from the athletic he's our good friend sam amick hi sam how are you
3: hi guys hanging in there how you doing
2: Hey, we are doing good, and you've been uh, optimistic with us for really probably throughout all of this, but specifically over the past two, three weeks, we're now starting to see some uh, momentum, or at least it feels like it, Sam. The optimism's got to be at an all-time high, right?
3: Yeah, no, I think for sure. In fact, even as we sit here chatting, I'm putting together a story that that hopefully will go up in the morning, trying to analyze the kind of the lay of the land, and get into the the kind of myriad of issues that the league continues to try to navigate through. But yeah, I mean, my contention all the way through as you guys know is the optimism was always there. They, um, I think Adam Silver and his group went out of their way to kind of, you know, play it down even within private conference calls with owners and GMs um, out of sensitivity for the situation. But behind the scenes, they were always pushing pretty hard to make this happen you know, but the one thing that that has not changed at all, you know both then and now is that they're they're holding their breath that there's not you know another major uptick when it comes to cases, and so they're having to monitor the the uh, the virus itself but yeah, I mean at this point, I'm certainly handicapping that some version of the season will happen, yeah, it's fluid,
0: it just seems like it keeps on flowing one way or the other, and we're all waiting to see how it's going to turn out but What do you make, uh, Sam, of the poll that was taken of the players or non-poll, whoever you're going to believe, one way or the other? What we do know is that the the temperature was taken, the tone and tenor were taken into consideration as far as how the players are feeling about going back to playing again. Unlike Major League Baseball, it seems like this might be quite a bit smoother than what baseball is dealing with.
3: Well, I think... Two things there, guys. Partly, um, you know, the fact that the if, if baseball guys are obviously having to chew on the prospect of, you know, whatever this new reality is of doing it for quite some time, you know, whether it's six months or, you know, it's a long haul. I think they were trying to get to 82 games. Uh, and so the impact on family, the impact on health and the risks of that environment, Worry those guys, obviously. Um, with the basketball group, you can tell that a lot, maybe most of players and owners and coaches are looking at it like they're pretty darn close to the finish line here. If you could do six weeks, you know, something something like that, you can get this thing done. And, you know, you're talking about a ton of cash that you get because of that, that you, you kind of stopped leading financially. So that's a major distinction that I would make. But on the player front, I'll be honest. I don't know if I 100% believe the idea that it's a you know an overwhelming majority of players who want to play, and I don't know if we're ever gonna know that because I think the culture of today's NBA is such that it's a star-driven league, and once you have things like a conference call with Steph Curry and Damian Littler and LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kawhi Leonard getting on a phone call together and agreeing unilaterally that they want to play, um, the, men, like the scope of those guys' voices and, and the other stars that were on that call, it just, I think it, it drowns out the uh, kind of the worker bees of their group, if that makes sense. And I'm not sure we're ever going to know like the true representation, but, but certainly the way it's being framed right now is that the players want to play.
2: So, with all that in mind, Sam, what would be the biggest hurdle that we're looking at right now? Is it is it still the testing?
3: Uh, no, I would. It's a good question. In fact, Jake, you're you're helping me. Uh, I'm struggling on the writing front. I think you're helping me crystallize what I was trying to write here. Like, like, no. The I think it's the optics. Um, honestly, I continue to hear that they don't have very many doubts that they could get the test that they need. To get the job done, they just don't want to take all of those tests. If the uh, you know if the public at large is still not getting the treatment that it needs, and, and the optics and the PR connected to that do concern Adam, do concern people with the league, and that's something they're fighting right now on a bunch of different fronts. Um, you know, even as you look at some of these cities that are being considered for you know the end of the season. You have, and this is in the same category of optics, you have um, a process happening where the league will kind of start, you know, uh, kind of unofficially tying itself to certain politicians like Rod DeSantis in Florida. Okay, so Orlando is an option. Uh, They're governor. Um, Has had some bad PR moments. He couldn't put his mask on properly a couple of weeks ago. That kind of had people thinking that he was a, a clown who wasn't taking this seriously, fair or not. Those were the optics. And then the NBA sees stuff like that, and it makes them nervous. They they want to have their legacy be that they took this seriously. You know, out in Nevada, you have Carolyn Goodman, the mayor of Vegas. Now, to be fair, and ironically, she actually has no oversight over the strip itself, uh, because that falls outside city limits. But Carolyn did a a really uh, kind of a disastrous interview with Anderson Cooper on CNN, and she looked like she wasn't taking it seriously enough. And, you know, and lo and behold, that made the NBA nervous. So they're just kind of, you know, that's where it remains fluid, and that's where they're trying to, to figure out where can we go to not only keep everybody healthy, to get our money back, uh, but to not have you know bad headlines, if you will.
0: So, Sam, I want to get back to something you said a minute ago about those NBA players who are not stars, who may be underrepresented. How can their voice be heard? Is that frustrating? Have you gotten a sense of frustration from some of the rank and file as far as the way this goes down?
3: I haven't yet, no, not not from the rugged file. I did, so I spoke to a GM who, who did have some frustration um, over that topic, because he um, had him on one of the conference calls, and kind of made a comment that he felt like he sent this message that, you know, that, that he was consulting with the Stars and following that lead, and that was kind of all that mattered. Um, and so, that's where the union, the players union, you know, it's, it's always, it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't in terms of how they build themselves. Meaning, you know, years ago, Derek Fisher was the president and, you know, you felt like that, that the rank and file were represented largely because a guy like Derek Fisher, a role player um, was one of them. And, you know, he would have a certain perspective and, and they would be accounted for, but, you know, with, you know, over time, the stars started looking at the union and saying, "Then you know we make all the money for this league. Like we need to have better representation." So now, it's a it's a veritable all star team on the union board. You know, it's guys like Steph Curry, CJ McCollum, uh, Chris Paul is the president. So it's a very different look. So I don't you know I don't know how they get represented. You know this this vote that like you said. You know I mean it did happen. There was regional representatives who sent out text messages. Now, obviously, the left hand might not have known what the right hand was doing within the union. Um, So I don't know what the final results of that were. But, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what the – I mean, it's a good question. I just don't know the answer.
2: Sam Amick of The Athletic with us on your NBA Daily Assist. But, Sam, I want to ask you a question uh, that actually relates more to college football, and I want to ask you a question as a Californian. Uh, Gordon and I have been talking about the Pac-12 and obviously the University of Utah and what a, a college football season might look like with states like Utah who are not as restricted as states uh, like California. But I think a lot of people get confused in the news when they see what L.A. County is doing, which is pertaining to them as opposed to other places in a really giant state. You're there in Sacramento. Can you tell us exactly how restrictive it is across the state of California and how they're dealing with reemerging?
3: So there's varying degrees of it. Um, Up here in Northern California, the numbers on a relative basis are pretty darn good. Um, And so it's very different from LA, LA County, um, you know, that entire area, Southern California. So, you know, I, I have good friends down there who I'm talking to almost every day. And it's, there's a stark contrast between kind of the vibe between them and their neighbors there. You know, you hear stories about, I mean, if you're going outside and even to take a walk down the street and you're not putting your mask on, you might get a kind of a weird look from somebody. Um, around here, uh, you know, you put your mask on if you go in a store, um, you know, things of that nature, but it's a little more lax. And, you know, it's it's just, you know, across the state, though, it's still – Obviously, uh, a serious matter. I mean, we're not anywhere near the category of a New York or something like that. But, you know, the numbers are not great. So it's a slow reopening. Um, you know, the Kings opened their facility last week. Um, the Lakers, I think, are trying to do it very soon here. So, you know, you're seeing progress. But um, L.A., far and away, is, has been the hot spot for the entire state.
0: Sam, if uh, if we made you emperor of the world, we ask you some version of this question every week. But if you we were all powerful and you could formulate the the, the end of the season any which way, uh, according to what you think is in uh, is a wise thing to do, how would you form it?
3: Me and Gordon, like right out the gate, I realize I don't want that power because the pressure <laughs> you, you got my. My stress level just went up in my my head. Um, You know, I don't know the answer to that because here's where my head goes. My general nature is to be um, somewhat virtuous, which is to say, I'm nervous about putting people in harm's way. We'll see you for the 2020-2021 season. But doing that and going ultra-conservative... Um, it glosses over the fact, and this is the data that I just don't have access to, is that, and this you can attest to this in Salt Lake City with the Jazz, you know, that, it's not as if that is some sort of foolproof, you know, conservative, safe way to get out of this thing, and there's no price being paid. You then would have more layoffs uh, around a lot of these teams, and that's where this discussion is so hard right now, because, you know, we all can understand the concept of people getting sick and dying, um, it 's a little bit harder to quantify the price being paid from a human standpoint for a layoff for an economic struggle that might then lead to other types of struggles you know so i don 't know um I, I just the whole thing i don't envy Adam Silver right now because it has to be incredibly um, stressful on him and uncomfortable because like I said earlier, every time you try to strategize you know within the confines of some of these different state governments that you think you find a good ally and then their ethos you know for you know for whatever reason they might say something or do something you know doesn't line up with yours and and you might need to retool and find another plan i don't know if that makes sense but it's it's tough you know um, i but there are plenty of people who just think they need to take a bath on the massive amounts of money that they're going to lose. Because, I mean, I know I'm not answering your question directly, Gordon, but my last thought would be this. It dawned on me the other day that, you know, we have kind of glossed over the fact that all of these options involve the league going to great lengths to finish the season, like very unnatural lengths. You know, they're they're going to a city to put everybody in the same city because travel – is dangerous still um you know they are a long 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 ways away from playing games in the nba venues you know that were built for these respected teams and so um that point to me just you know that, that's where you can still make an argument that they they should just wait until the uh the trouble passes but obviously that's not what we're going to see here
2: Sam Amick of The Athletic with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, Sam, given the tenor of how the Jordan Docu series has has been with Jordan talking about his opponents, and given that he's already gone after Brian Russell in his Hall of Fame speech, of all things, is Brian just going to get <laughs> roasted in these last two segments or, or uh, episodes or what?
3: Is that rhetorical? I feel like it's
2: rhetorical. <laughs> I, I, I ask it uh, in jest a little bit, half in jest. Yes. How about that?
3: It, I do think that will happen. it will be added to the long list of people who have taken shots from Michael in this documentary. It's funny though, that the way it's been edited, the way the storytelling went, it wasn't, you know, you, you over the course of all these episodes, it almost snuck up on you in terms of like how pointed some of his jabs or criticisms were, um, my friend and colleague Rachel Nichols at ESPN did a great segment where she and her producers, they, they tallied all of the insults up from you know to that point for the entire documentary. And it, it just kind of put it into a, a whole different perspective because she was basically going through, okay, this crack that he made at uh, this teammate, yada, yada, and you see all these names and faces. And it's been a lot, man. I mean, it's and that's classic Jordan. You know, we saw that. Never more so than the Hall of Fame speech, and he's still doing that right now. I mean, in the latest episode, the way that he laughed at Gary Payton, because Gary thought that he actually had a crack at him, um, Isaiah Thomas before that, you know, again, even even Scotty. Like, he's been tough on Scotty at different times in the doc. So uh, I definitely do not think that uh, the Byron Russell is going to get away from that.
0: Yeah, we are curious here to see how that's going to go, because, Sam, we lived through that. I covered it. Uh, Jake was watching as all of this was unfolding. And and, uh, you'll wonder if it's a reflection of Jordan's outlook on life, that he is the alpha dog that's uh, with this voracious competitive appetite that's going to just – eat everything, you know, consume everything. And I wonder right. what his respect level will be for those Utah Jet games, uh, because they can't just – they're going to have to highlight that to some extent. That is the crescendo here, isn't it?
3: Yeah. No, I mean, that is, that, that's is—that's his mentality. You know, that's his personality. Um, I saw an article the other day I thought was interesting about the fact that Luke Longley was mysteriously absent from the entire documentary. Now Luke is coaching over in Australia, and the director of the doc, Jason Hare, was interviewed and quoted saying essentially that that Luke it was two things that Luke was you know generally not like an incredibly relevant I mean he's a relevant player for their three of their championship teams but not the most outspoken guy and so they they didn't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars to send the whole crew over to Australia to interview him, but, and this was a, an Australian outlet that wrote the story, it also made it clear in the piece that, you know, Luke uh, clearly had no interest in talking about Michael, that some of the, the kind of the, the damage that was done back in the day might still be lingering. So that's kind of what you see there. And even, you know, you hear Steve Kerr talk about Michael, even people who are heavily featured in the documentary. And that's one of my favorite parts is how they don't sugarcoat the fact that, you know, he just, he wasn't beloved um, by his teammates. He just wasn't. And guys, Steve, I think was the one who said that you'd get out of practice and and guys would look at each other and just be like, man, I need a break from that dude. You know, I mean, that's, that's who he is for sure. Sam,
2: you were the best. Thank you very much for jumping on with us as always. And we'll look forward to that next piece at The
3: Athletic. Sounds good.
2: Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank you, too. The Great. Sam Amick from The Athletic joins us every Thursday here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Poor Brian Russell, Gordon. He's in for it, isn't he?
0: But really, come on. You're going to pick on Brian Russell, really? You're going to be a did bully. it
2: at his Hall of Fame speech. I know. Oh, my I gosh. Know. How How much of a... Uh, uh, a nut do you have to be to hold on to something like that and go after him in your hall of fame speech that is mania. that is media
0: did, did, did Brian pop off and, and say uh, I got this guy I can I'm, I'm gonna stop this guy i don't I don't remember that part I think if that, it was true
2: I think all that happened was Jerry thought that Brian would do would would be the jazz best chance to stop michael. And that apparently he, he. he parlayed that into uh, some sort of insult. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. I'm sure he's going to talk about it, right? As, yeah. as poor Brian's sitting there getting shoved in the back. I'm sure Michael will well, will have something to say about it. Uh, we see, we
0: see it before every episode. The shot, the the, the move where he he does that and he, he sheds uh, Brian Russell and he elevates and releases the ball and then they cut away. Gosh, I can't imagine what happens thereafter. I, but how will how will Jordan treat the Jazz? I will they just be bit players? Will they be the Washington Generals, or will they be more than that? Because we are talking about John Stockton and Carl Malone here. I mean, these guys aren't aren't exactly uh, you know chopped liver. But <laughs> it seems like anybody who approaches. Or even suggests, or anyone suggests about them that they were great players. All that does is piss Jordan off more.
4: Yep. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I'm really curious. I think I'm like everybody else around here who's who's really, really eager to see how they're por- portrayed. You know, Jordan's been sniping at individual players, but uh, and I can't remember which one of our daily assist guys uh, said this. Maybe it was maybe it was Sam who said that they seem to be portraying the teams as a whole as formidable. Like, it was a monumental – was it Phil Rosenthal? Yeah. Like, it was a monumental task to get by these teams. But individually, Jordan's been much more dismissive about players. So I wonder wonder if the team as a whole will be portrayed as a really great team, but Jordan will still say, you know, how dare they even put Brian Russell on me, you know?
0: However, I mean, you've got – you can't ignore the fact that Stockton and Malone are involved here. I mean,
2: I'll well how much of John will they include because I doubt he had much nice to say since he refused to do the interview and be a part of Michael Jordan's puff piece, his words.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess we're going to we don't have to wait that much longer to find out, but
2: uh There will be a clip I, from John that says, "Yeah, I was there," and then that's the la- the last time we'll see him in the whole series.
0: What's the likelihood that uh anybody involved with the Jazz will compliment Michael Jordan and say, "Wow," what a great player oh you hear I, that don't i do you'll hear I that do i do remember uh, talk interviewing jordan as a part of a group interview a, a, after that game 6 and spoiler alert but uh, you know the jazz did lose that game but uh, afterward he said hi do you hear me th- this was the toughest one this 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 was the toughest challenge and that stayed with me because I thought that was really saying something. I wonder if, if he'll contradict that or whether he'll he'll repeat something along those lines uh, come Sunday night.
2: All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from RGS Exteriors and Construction. He is Tim Brown with us on the big show. What's going on, Tim? Hey, he still pushed off. <laughs> he did. He still <laughs> pushed off. I, and we're not going to see him admitted, I don't think, on Sunday either. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, well, anyway, let's talk about what you can do for our listeners, Tim. Let's uh, talk about some of the more common things uh, that you see.
5: Well, like what well, we've kind of been talking today, and I think the theme is that everybody's trying to get ready for the you know spring, the summer. Uh, it's time to get up and get your gutters ready to go, and and no one wants to get on a ladder and clean them. So let us come up, look at it, assess them. We can put some gutter covers on there. We can clean them. We can uh, tune up your gutters, replace your gutters, whatever's needed on the gutters. And then also the siding, too, the James Hardy siding, the the stucco, the stone, the brick, the entire so, Um One thing we haven't uh, mentioned today, we have in the past, but... You know, our our sales reps, when they come out, they can take a picture of your home, and they can kind of put all the different products on your home and do a visualization. So you can kind of see what it's going to look like with the different changes. And so that's a free service we're offering right now, and so it's kind of cool. So you can kind of you're trying to decide what I want. Do I want stucco? Do I want hardy? Do I want stone? What do I want? Well,
2: let's put it on your home, and let's see. Uh, Tim, of course, folks can call you, uh, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. But they can uh, get started right there on your website, too, right?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. They fill out that. Uh, it'll go to, we can just uh, come up and give a customer an estimate. If, if someone's still um, very concerned about it, we can do um, estimates via Zoom calls. We can do it right on their, on their homes themselves. We can do it over the phone. Whatever homeowners are comfortable with, we're, we're happy to oblige and take care of it. You know, All of our guys have masks. We have cool masks with our logos on them. We can do those. Whatever the customers are comfortable with.
2: We'll just make it happen for them. Awesome. All right, that website is dot com, .com, or that number again, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. Thank you very much, Tim. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. That's our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. They are great, uh, and they'll take great care of you. They love working with our Zone listeners. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Don't forget Jonathan Tabernari at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Not Sports Port at 450, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>
1: So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. Back, back. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Free, free. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. <laughs>
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm glad you you picked this bumper for this segment, Austin. I'll explain in a second. want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy, Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at RGSUtahSiding.com. Gordon, this song isn't used a ton in arenas anymore, but this has got to be one of the best, like, jock rock songs ever, right? Like, in arena songs, the, the yeah parts. I mean, pretty awesome, right?
0: Well, we certainly heard it a lot over at the uh, formerly known as Delta Center.
2: Right, right, right. I mean, this reminds me of going to games. This song reminds me of going to games when I was a kid. Yeah. It seemed like in close games in the fourth quarter, you always got this song, right? Uh, part of the 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 experience. Well, uh, according to uh, Joe Buck, uh, he made some comments, Gordon, that uh, Fox at least is planning on adding digital fans. And uh, artificial crowd noise for its broadcasts uh, if no fans are in the stands. Any thoughts on, on that?
0: Isn't that a little like adding a laugh track onto a show?
2: Which you've enjoyed many shows with laugh tracks, I'm sure.
0: Uh, I have, but I don't, I don't need a laugh track. No. I don't really want a laugh track. I'd rather, I, I don't need to have people laugh to prompt me to laugh.
2: Yeah, but you love Seinfeld, and they had a
4: laugh track. Oh, they did not. That was a live live studio audience every time. That's what they tell you. (laughs) It was. I'm sure. Well, maybe not the first season.
2: Or
0: any of them. crowd noise? I
2: I don't know about that.
0: I don't know about that. I don't think I
2: like that. There's a video out there of uh, The Big Bang Theory, which is actually a show I watch a lot because my my wife likes it. There's a video out there as if you take the, the laugh track away from The Big Bang Theory. Is it funny at all? And that, that video was was quite funny, I thought. But um, I'm with you, Gordon. I, th- I think this is ridiculous. I, I don't think we need any of this. Yes, it's going to be different with no crowd noise, but that could be better in some weird ways. I mean, wouldn't it be more fun if you heard, like, the NBA, for example, if you heard some of that court communication? I mean, I think they'd have to figure out a way to censor some stuff or I mean, not put it over network TV, I guess. But I, I think that could actually be fascinating. That could be a different way to enjoy the game in kind of a unique circumstance
0: if everybody knows it's not real to begin with then, uh, how do you sign off on that
2: well i don't know how you consume media at all if you if you're only watching stuff that you know is real how do you watch well, a well like a marvel movie i got i got <laughs> i got news for you iron man isn't actually flying no, I understand
0: that, Jake, but that's different. <laughs> wow, that, that's, it's a that's, TV show. That's fictional. It's fantasy from the beginning. Sports is real.
2: Sports is real. Sports is still entertainment. Yeah, it's and entertainment, and, it, and it's a it, more than ever. It's a TV product. Is
0: I don't it? want a laugh track, Jake. I don't want people pretending to laugh. Who's going to engineer all that? How do they know when to make the crowd noise react to certain plays? I mean, are they going to manipulate that whole thing? I guess. I don't want, but they, who wants that? We don't need that. We, can, we know the gym is empty. We, we can watch and cheer or whatever your fans want to do as they're watching the game one way or the other. But they know the building's empty. So what? You're going to make it sound as though it's full? That's the I mean, idea. That's, that's
2: a mistake. I don't like it either. I
0: at least I, I at least is already, where the... this is Jake, this has already been done in arenas that are partially full.
1: You
0: know, people adding a little extra noise, a little extra this. And I never liked that to begin with. this is and this is just so 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 plainly clear because you can and I don't know how they'll will they have tight shots on the court so that you can't see the empty seats. I I, I don't want to hear crowd noise that isn't authentic.
2: Okay, I get where they're coming from at least though.
0: what What? what, what they you, want a, they the, want the manufactured best. kind of production.
2: It's for the TV watcher at home and they want the best television product possible. And I understand that motivation. Now maybe this is not the solution, which I don't think it is, but I mean they they want it not to be weird. They want people to watch it. They don't want people to turn it off because oh this is weird.
0: Do they think that people will not be able to enjoy it as much if there is just no reaction inside the gym to uh to the uh various uh moves and shots and uh defensive plays that are made? I think they they're worried some of the feel will be
2: lost and it, it will be abnormal. Like just to go back to my uh, my movie example you know, watching Robert Downey Jr. fly around as Iron Man is pretty awesome, but watching him uh, uh, mime the actions on a green screen is pretty dumb.
1: So yeah, I but think that's, they're that's I, different.
2: I think they're worried about the the product, and if the product seems odd or the feel isn't there, people will not watch.
4: Hmm.
2: How do the Knicks play any games? <laughs> well, the Knicks still have sellouts. Hmm. It's more like the Hawks that oh. don't uh, nobody goes to see. <laughs>
0: I. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know because I don't know if I've ever seen a game via TV in an absolutely empty gym. Right. Uh, I've and seen, that might be weird. That might I've be seen a t- summer league game where there are at least some people there. That uh,
2: might be a turn off to viewers who aren't you and me. Who I mean, you and I are going to watch it. We're we're the diehards, right? We're the uh, I mean, not only is it our job, but we love basketball. We're watching that regardless. Remember, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's your average, you know. I mean, the playoffs, the 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 ratings go up because your average American is tuning in, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want that average American who's not necessarily a, a diehard to be like, "Oh, this is weird," and turn the channel.
4: Remember when the White Sox and Orioles played a game with an empty Camden Yards? Because of the the riots that were going on in Baltimore four or five years ago oh, right yeah and they didn't pipe in any sound that day man what was that like? and it was on TV and it was eerie and it was weird but after about 10 minutes you got used to it right I see I
2: think people will get used to it too I, I don't want it don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not necessarily advocating for it because I, I don't I think it would come off as fake. And uh, not particularly good, but uh, that's what they're worried about. They're worried about people who are used to in, tuning in to watch Viv and Smart Home Arena go nuts for their jazz in some what appears to be a practice gym. They're worried that that won't be as appealing.
0: Well, maybe I'll maybe that's the way I'll feel after I experience it myself. But I I don't I don't think so. That would surprise me. I'm not saying I I couldn't you know live and learn, but that I don't I don't like the I don't like the way that. I don't like the optics there with – I don't think people need to know when to cheer or that they can't appreciate a great play unless there's some sort of faux sound system uh, piping in uh, noise from a game from, you know, 1989. Hmm. I I think it's going to be interesting how they're going to – How are they going to do that? What kind of production is that going to take to have the appropriate reaction at the right time uh, given the changing situations inside of a game, you know?
2: And will they have, like, individual heckles, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) tell that player he stinks. You stink!
0: That'd be kind of funny. I think you make a good point, Jake. I'd I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear what the players are saying to each other. That might be dangerous, but... I, 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 you know, that would be something different. That would be something that might be. It's like when these guys are mic'd up. Sometimes it's kind of fun to hear what they're saying.
4: There, there was that uh, female fighter at UFC over the weekend that said because there was no crowd, she could hear Daniel Cormier's uh, analysis. Oh, of his her. call. And she changed. She heard what he was saying, and that she wasn't doing this move enough, so she started doing that move and won. Wow, that's that's amazing. Actually, <laughs> I had wow, thought so about send that. Send
0: a check.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The analyst, say an analyst for an NBA game is talking about, oh, look at, uh, you, you know, look at uh, Anna Tacumbo out there cheating on defense. And all of a sudden, the guy who's going <laughs> against him hears it and is like, oh, I should go, back cut, back cut. <laughs> I don't
4: know. That's or, weird. Or the though. refs start making calls they weren't seeing.
2: Yeah. That's a good point, too. Locke can finally influence no, Lock <laughs> can Locke can have his voice heard. To
0: circle back on this, have you guys ever watched a comedy show? That, that did
2: not have the laugh track? Yeah, there's lots of them out there. And I was just okay. talking about those... He uh, up
3: a mystery and points at Hood's foot as though he kicked his foot out. Nothing could be further from the truth.
2: Seriously, Google Big Bang Theory with no laugh track. It's, okay, it's and so funny.
0: you've watched that, and could you tell a difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, d- did it affect the way what you thought was funny? You wouldn't think so, but it does.
4: Every episode you saw thereafter, did you think it was funny? No. Yeah. No longer was it fun.
2: No longer. I was like, wow, that really isn't that. Why they put the laugh track in there? That. Yeah.
0: Hmm. All right. It well, affects it for sure. Maybe there's some co- subconscious thing
2: going on that uh, I'm not taking into consideration. But. All right. Stay tuned. Coming up next, the Not Sports Report, 97.5 and twelve eighty of the Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Time for the Not Sports port brought by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today?
0: Well, we're going uh, two different places. Uh, We're going to the great, uh, into the, the skies over our country in one case, and we're going to uh, the Bay Area, San Jose to be exact, in California. Okay, for a different story. Let me start with that one. Apparently, uh, there has been a report that 200 goats somehow got loose from a fenced-in area at a goat ranch, and they <laughs> they stormed the streets of San Jose. A neighborhood there. Have you seen the pictures of this, Jake? I have. Uh, What would you do if you saw, let's say you were out in your front yard. (laughs) And you had uh, the family out there. And you were doing your bonfire there in your driveway. Whatever it is that you're doing illegally. Illegally? uh, What do you mean illegally?
2: Can you have a fire in your driveway? If you have a fire pit, I'm sure you can. What's illegal about that? Do you have a fire pit in your driveway? Yeah, we have a fire pit that we can move all over the place. Oh, I got you. Okay. I don't know. I don't we know weren't just I... piling logs in our driveway and having a <laughs> fire. Okay. We have one of those metal fire pits.
0: Okay. So, and all of a sudden, 200 <laughs> goats are coming down the street. That, that's kind of disconcerting, isn't it?
4: It says it says here that they are used a couple times a year because of field up there burned down a few years back, so they bring the goats in to, to clean it up a bit, and, but the electric fence failed. Well, they and t- do and that, 200 goats came running through the hood.
0: They do that at a neighborhood school that's right around right the corner from where you live, Jake. Uh, they, they've uh, turned goats loose there to, to chomp the uh, vegetation down. Where? What that? school?
4: No. In, in your elementary. lawless neighborhood in with your driveway fires.
0: Yeah, the elementary school that's in your neighborhood. They, they no, brought, they don't.
4: Yes, they do. No,
2: they don't. They bring I, I've in seen, goats. I've,
0: I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. To
2: graze at yes. the elementary school. Yes. No, they
0: don't. Stop yes, it. they
2: do. Stop
0: it. It, I swear to you, this is true. How much do you want to bet?
2: Who cleaned? Who cleans up all the goat leavings on the... Well, that I did not stick around to
0: see, but I have seen the goats. And they're the goat chomping. Leaving.
2: So, they're, so wait, wait. Let me get this straight. They they don't want to what run the 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 lawnmower, so they turn the goats loose,
0: right? Because it's an uneven area under the trees and stuff, and it's hard for them to get in there. So they just load in a bunch of goats and they start
2: <laughs> chomping so away. Full of crap. There's no way. <laughs>
4: This is true. No way that that's true. This is true. Maybe Tom Pooper Scooper heads on over there, huh?
0: Now I've got I've got family members who have witnessed the same thing. Do you want me to bring them no, in right now to, no, to back I, me up on I this? Don't. This is absolutely one hundred percent true. Just like 99999999999 percent of the stories I tell, and that one is absolutely. I'm
2: true. sure if you do that much peyote and and look out your window that you think that, but it doesn't make it any more real.
0: Well, actually, I saw it as I was driving by the school in my car.
2: Well, that's not
0: good. The stories that I tell are 99%, 99 99.5%, 100% factual. So that's one story. The other story is this. Did you see that this report was released from the Naval Safety Center that uh, has revealed information on bizarre encounters U.S. Navy pilots have had with unidentified flying objects off the East Coast. Okay. Eight hazard reports filed with the center have uh, detailed uh, UFO encounters with U.S. Navy pilots. Now, U.S. Navy pilots are pretty well trained, and they don't make this stuff up. In one case, the fighter jet actually uh, locked on with an, an air-to-air missile with the ufo
2: these things are out there they're out there Jake. was was that and, that pilot randy quaid <laughs> in one or place, will smith which bill was it was it was a paxton or pullman i can never uh, remember pullman pullman
0: there wasn't a there was a near midair collision with an object that was flying around out there. And in another case, the sighting was of a, quote, suitcase-sized hmm. well, suitcase that
5: can't be sized aircraft.
0: Suitcase sized. Well, who knows? They might pack a big punch. Unless it was Yoda in there, I don't know. So, again, as, as I ask you probably once every four months or so, Days. do you believe? Do you believe there are UFOs out there? Extraterrestrial UFOs?
2: I don't
5: know. No. Out where there,
4: yes, but not out here. <laughs> These are off the,
0: this is a country that is close to your heart off the coast of North Carolina and Virginia.
2: Oh. Well, they know where to go. It's lovely.
0: <laughs> All right, folks, just be aware of the fact that there are unidentified flying objects out there now, whether they're coming from other planet systems or whatever I, that I can't say, but they might be there's a good chance of it no matter how many times Jake answers that question no we're being watched by weird extraterrestrials oh. and by weird i don't I'm not adding judgment onto that I'm just saying weird, strange. Uh, extraordinary. How,
2: <laughs> how do you even
4: get out of bed in the morning? Gordon,
0: you're weird. But I don't, I'm not in
4: judgment onto that. Huh. I, I, I,
0: weird and, 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 and just different. And I, I once interviewed, I think I told you, did I tell you about that that mother and her son who were driving down, I think it was 13th East, and uh, they were they were uh, abducted?
4: Yes. By
0: uh-huh. A UFO? Uh-huh. And when they woke up, they were back in their beds at home.
4: Magic. That's Explain strange. that. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. A
2: gas leak, maybe.
0: What? My work. My work is done here. But done how? My message has been sent. One, there are goats in the neighborhood, and two. There are UFOs. All right, let's get out. Declarative statements. I hate to admit this, but I I, I like cocaine.
2: Let's uh, get out to the zone I, phone. I, I, go ahead. Joining us you're now, right? our good friend from RGS Exteriors and Construction, he is our good friend Tim. Hello, Tim.
0: Ask, ask Tim. Tim, are there UFOs out there?
5: Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to know how you're going to make that transition to go from UFOs to uh
2: sighting let's, let's hear you make I, that I, one I've got you right here even if there are All UFOs right. out there one thing I <laughs> I know for a fact is they're not gonna come down and fix the stucco on my house that's why I need RGS <laughs> Exteriors and construction
0: <laughs> well done
2: what do you think Tim
5: I don't know sure <laughs> okay <laughs> let's talk about what you can do for our listeners and you said you've been hey, very well, busy we're... no it's been good things have been good but uh Bottom line, line, we're just here to take care of you on the gutters, the siding. Anything you want, we're here. Uh, nothing about UFOs, but we're here on everything else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you said you've been pretty busy through all of this. People are still, you know, we, need to get these things done.
5: We've been so blessed. We, we have uh, just having everything go the way it's gone. Uh, for us, our installers have been working every single day. It's been, it's been really a blessing, and we're very grateful for that. What do you see the most of this time of
2: year specifically? Does does stuff kind of seasonal in your world? Yeah, so probably the
5: two things gutters, um, getting ready to get them cleaned out and getting ready for the the winter or the summer uh, rains, and then the siding, just getting it all ready to go. So, one of those two things is is probably the, the biggest part.
2: All right, the website, check out rgsutasighting.com, rgsutasighting.com and uh, over the phone, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. And, Tim, you guys are very flexible on how you work with your, your customers, whatever they're comfortable with, right? Uh,
5: absolutely. If they're comfortable, we'll come and we'll meet them. We'll just keep our six-feet distance. If they're not... We'll do it via Zoom. Whatever they want, we're happy to to do it for them and and take care of them any way we can.
2: Love it. 801-280-3110 and com. Tim, thank you very much. No,
1: thank you. Appreciate you guys.
2: All right. Jonathan Tabanari is going to join the show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.